What's up, everybody? This is Michael Lee and Kevin Knighton down here with the studio glasses on today for the Backwards Life well, Podcast. You know, I got to be able to see what you look like whenever I look at you. <laughs> I think they look I, good. I, I will say Bonnie looks much better in glasses than you do, Kevin. I think we all can agree on that. I would agree. If she, if she didn't, it would be extremely disappointing because I know what I look like. Thank you. Well, 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 we got Bonnie and Mike McFerrin with from Legends of the Fall on Outdoor Channel uh, here with us today. Uh, I know some people will watch this and see us all here, but most of the people will probably just hear us all here. So we got to keep that in mind because I'm really bad about, hey, you see this over here? And there's no, you can't see it because <laughs> it's not there. But anyway, thank you all for taking time on a, a Monday morning now to uh, be on here with us. And for those of y'all that are listening and not, Watching, Mike is waiting to hit his growth spurt, so he's tall as Bonnie. <laughs> he's on. He's on I the. So. I'm sorry. Yeah, Please. we only had one chair in Bonnie's office, so I'm sitting on the. Floor. You didn't get him a chair. I thought you had him on a milk crate back there. So <laughs> it's, he's it's a little shorter. Two than foot a milk shorter. <laughs> so, uh, well, we've established where you all are. You're in Bonnie's office. So, what's what's been going on in, in you guys' world here lately? We've been traveling a lot. Uh, going down to the ranch, you know, just getting ready for this season. And we've a lot of preparation that goes into it. Um, keeping our supplemental feed stations running, keeping our, we just put our cameras out. We just put our, uh, new flex cameras out and, uh, just stuff like that. Just trying to get ready for this upcoming season. Cause I know in about a month, month and a half, it's just going to be a blur. <laughs> That's a bad <laughs> right there. And, um, you, 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 Kevin and I were honestly doing the very exact same thing just on a smaller deer scale than um, what you guys have going on down there in Texas. But we put our flex cameras out this weekend. For, and Spy Point, by the way, shameless plug, as, as we always do on these things. Um, and we have no sponsors of our, of our podcast, so we just talk about whatever. And so don't feel like, you know, if you say something – that's going to offend any company in this industry that we really care. So um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I had, Ke I was on a tractor uh, and Kevin was on uh trail camera duty with, with, with my dad, big Mike. So I'm, I know that was an adventure in itself. <laughs> yeah. I think we activated uh, eight new flex cameras successfully, got them put out on trees and you know, it's pretty cool. Those, uh, have you noticed how those pictures look clearer than the old ones we've been looking at? A hundred percent, yeah. It's kind of like Photoshop for your trail camera. <laughs> Just makes everything look better, right? We got some really good video, and I mean, it, the quality was really good. So I was I was excited to see that, and we're uh, you know we're just enjoying this cold front that blew in. <laughs> <laughs> Down there, going Peters, enjoying this cold run. I mean, I think it was 106. <laughs> if anybody wants a redneck weight loss plan, feel free to come to the south and work with us or Bonnie and Mike on the, the ranches and, and our hunting lease because you will lose about 700 pounds in a week of sweat <laughs> if you want to. I leave a lot of that up to Mike. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm back at the house and <laughs> for moral support. Obviously, you know cooking and cleaning and oh yeah <laughs> we no. have the brain the brains and the brawn that's what we yeah. have here beauty and the beast <laughs> kevin we don't have that by the way we're not <laughs> i was trying to decide if i was the beauty or the beast i wasn't really sure 
I'm just going to leave that subjective to anybody that's listening or watching this right now to go. Oh, Beth, Beth, you have Beth. Yeah, what, what, she was actually. Um, this is how it was. So, our, our friends Philip and Anna uh, are in our lease over there with us, and so somehow Kevin pulled. I'm going to show for a big mic card and go just mess with trail cameras while Beth and Anna and Philip were filling feeders, lifting 50 pound sacks of feed and putting in feed. And Kevin just riding around, got him a little cold drink <laughs> over here, putting cameras out, you know, just in my defense, Kevin stuff. I was told what I was going to do. The whole group of people that came by you said, you're on trail camera duty. You get those things activated. We ain't messing with them. <laughs> well, I know Beth likes to work out and get in the gym. So those bags of corn. Yeah, that's why we let her do all that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we, it, it's not a great time of the year to be in the woods, temperature-wise. But you do feel like you, I, I will say, you, you sweat hard and, and, and you work hard. When you get done, you do feel like you accomplished something. Oh, there's no doubt. When you shut that gate and you leave and you head back home, I mean, you feel like you got something done and you, you that, can't wait. I mean, it's like it's like Christmas, too. You're, you're boxing up a gift and you can't wait to open it when those trail cameras start popping off. Right. I was going to say, then you're driving down the road going, okay, who's who, what, what am I going to get first right here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Mike and Georgia Kate are just constantly on there looking, you know, and I mean – like y'all, we've been doing this for so many years. It's 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 like when the heat comes, you know it's coming, but but you are kind of used to it. So well, we know and, what and, the prep is. And 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 just for everybody, the, the new new people that may have been living under a rock and never heard of late to the fall. What? How many years have you guys been? This is what you're on television. Thirteen. This is season thirteen. Yes. And prior to that, you know, we were with Drury Outdoors. For about five years, we did <clears throat> Bow Madness and Dream Season. Dream season. So, kind of got our feet wet there. And we're about twenty years in. We're about twenty years. In. <laughs> <laughs> we know how that and, feels. <laughs> and, and what gets me is that so yeah, we're we're right there with you guys. I mean, almost twenty years. And I get all these great text messages while I'm doing podcasts. So if y'all hear dings, it's just on my end. So don't worry about it. <laughs> all um, right. But um, everybody, you know, you think when you start doing this that, like, it's going to get easier as we go. Like, you know, things are going to fall into place better. You're going to have more and more places to go. Man, this is going to be a piece of cake. But 20 years later, we still work our butts off. And if you want something, you dang sure got to work for it. Because I, I, I see some of these people that have these red carpets rolled out for them that go, hey, go on this hunt and kill this deer. I, I'm still not there yet. I don't know about y'all, but I just don't quite have that part of this figured out yet. For me personally, I enjoy setting up a farm. I enjoy, you know, doing, running my own cameras, setting up my farms, putting up my own stands. I, I would rather, uh, now I'm not going to say it's not, I do go on some, some uh, outfitted hunts. I mean, and, that, and that's, that's nice. I'm not saying anything bad about that, but I get a lot of enjoyment out of doing it myself. You know, I just, uh, something I've always really enjoyed the challenge and and the effort that you put into to seeing the end result you know and it's just something you don't get i don't get that when i go to an outfitter you know or i think it's mike's therapy for it sure. is my it's I'm sure it is for you and kevin 
you know, it's definitely his therapy. Yeah, I don't. I, I feel like that time doesn't get counted against you on your time clock when you're out there uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> in the deer woods. I, I think it adds years to your life, and I, and I say that with with, with some. I mean, I'm kind of tongue in cheek a little bit because some people be like, "Yeah, right," but you you look at people like um, my dad's a great example at 70 years old, and I mean he's right there with us doing everything and. I really think you're, you're right. Therapy is in the outdoors, whether it's just riding that tractor or putting out feed or cameras or whatever you're doing. Uh, the hunting is just the added bonus part of it, right? Right. I agree with that. Kevin, do you have anything to interject into that? <laughs> I do, actually. I was just sitting here thinking whenever you were talking about that, that me and your dad spent a lot of time on a boat together this weekend after we finished all the work. <laughs> And, wait a uh, second wait a second i don't know about the work was finished but they went fishing yeah. well you know after we you know could sneak away and uh we caught our first bass out of our pond for actually putting in some hot grease for uh, a pond we've been trying to manage and that was some good times out there with big mike i'm gonna throw this i'm gonna throw this out there though if you get my dad's version of the story dad caught 99 percent of the fish <laughs> Uh, we had Damn. 10 fish on a stringer and I can verify that yes, 90% of those were your dad's. <laughs> Kevin, welcome to me at a young age. So see, you just didn't get the experience well, decades of fishing with my dad. So now you just catch up time, buddy. I almost had 20% on the stringer, but whenever I was poking the stringer through the fish's mouth on one of them, somehow I ended up letting him go. So. I held on to the stringer, though, so that was a plus. Yes, and release. Dad probably caught that one after you let yeah. it go anyway. So. <laughs> well, but, I tell you yeah. what, that family time, like you're talking about, Michael, I mean, you're going back to memories when you were a kid and Kevin and your dad making memories. I mean, it's for us, that's pretty much what being outdoors and doing all of this is about, you know? I mean, it's such an important part of our lives, and I feel like, you know, hunters, most of the hunters I know are pretty grounded because of it. And we look at our children and, you know, Mike spent so much time with them, you know, on the ranch. I mean, me as well, but he had them out there hunting from an early age. And I just feel like they've become individuals. And I, I really think that the outdoors has a big part of that. For sure. <laughs> you know, and, and it's, and it's not about the, the harvest or killing an animal. It's more about, you know, the time you spend with your friends and family you know, hunting and uh, just enjoying the outdoors. That's what's important to me, personally. I agree. It's, it's, not, it's about, not about big deer. It's not about big deer. No. <laughs> it's about big deer. Never, not with y'all. <laughs> well, you just real. look. You 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 just got to play by the rules of the ranch, Mike. It's not your fault they're all two hundred inches when they get that old. Size does not matter. <laughs> <laughs> Said oh. no one ever, but us. Uh, today but but no i uh i, I have watched the, the the current season of legend of the fall and i noticed you know now in the intro we got we got georgie and christian and mckenna and like okay we're we're, we're full circle um you know with, with what you're talking about because uh, having been down there to you guys ranch house like if you go and look at photos you can see that evolution of of the, you guys and and your kids all growing up there which is really awesome i mean i know you guys have hunted in that area you know for a long long time but to pass that on and i'll tell you right now i put georgia kate up against anybody 
Anybody. Yeah, me anybody. Too. I don't care. I, she is, she has probably, you know, become one of the biggest outdoors lover out of the three children. I mean, they all love it, but she knows that ranch inside and out. As you know, Michael, you've been yeah. down there with her. She loves it. And she just, and, she just really enjoys hunting and being in, you know, being in the outdoors and she knows how to do it for a female. She, I mean, she knows how to like, she can put up her own stand. She can, you know, put it in the right spot. She works the wind. I mean, she just. She knows how to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Yeah. She's just a hunter. She is a hunter. I uh, was following all you guys' social media. Was it last year when she spent some time in Africa running a camera? <laughs> oh, yeah. Shoot? She shot all kind of critters out there. Oh, yeah, she was going to, quote, unquote, uh, just run a camera for some friends. And she got down there, and she took. they said, oh, bring your bow. And I think it was about 3 o'clock in the morning. My phone started ringing, and I jumped up, and I saw her number. And I was like, what is she calling me for? It must be an emergency. And I said, hello. And she said, Dad, there's a giant kudu coming in. Can I shoot him? And I said, what do you mean, can you shoot him? <laughs> well, they, they want to know if I want to shoot him. And I said, well, first of all, how much does he cost? <laughs> She said, I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll pay for it with my own money. I said, but if he gets in the bow range, I'm taking him. I mean, I was sitting there for about, then I was wide awake. I was sitting there, all right, well, walk me through it. Just put me on hold. So, I mean, I was sitting there, the whole thing. Whack, you know, got him. Did That's she, awesome. Did she pay for it with her own money? Yeah, that, I, that never happened. The pay for your own money never happened. I think I I need you to go in my room and break my piggy bank for me and send it to Africa. I put it on my credit card and never saw the reimbursement. (laughs) She she does a lot of work at the ranch for Mike. She does. She runs the camera for us a lot. And she does. a. If I'm out there working, she's right there with me. So I don't got to factor that in, I guess. Well, she's run the camera for Michael and Beth multiple Mm. times. Yeah, no doubt. No, just about, well, See, oh, I was like, on this wall behind me, for those of y'all listening, there's a picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, she videoed both of those deer. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, I mean, she's good at it. Like, she, you can tell she really enjoys it. She knows what to do. She, she had good teachers, obviously. And, I, I mean, seriously, when you go down there and, and hop in a blind with her, she knows every deer. Like, she's going to be like, that's that guy, that's that guy, that's that guy. And and it's fun. I mean, she <laughs> she's – and turkey hunting, too, I mean. Yeah, we, 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 this there are many people that can see a deer year after year and trace him all the way back to, oh, yeah, that was that buck. That was him last year. And she's she's one of those people. She sees some antlers. She she remembers them. Right. She, Kevin sees antlers. He just shoots them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do remember seeing a buck before, and that could be him. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen one with antlers that time, remember? <laughs> Hey, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of with you there, Kevin. I'm, I kind of struggle on that. <laughs> Mike's like, don't you remember that? <laughs> My remember biggest I problem let... is I, I just like shooting them. I, yeah. I, I like yeah. I think um, it's one of those things that uh, we all like shooting them. And sometimes we look for an excuse. <laughs> Whatever that needs to be to justify it in your mind. I think he was limping. Yeah, I, th- I think he had. I think something was wrong with it. If you ever you know, put that thought into, go ahead. If you ever put that thought into your mind, you'll justify it. I guarantee. Oh you. yeah, there's no doubt. He was kind of run down a little bit. I, he's losing weight. He can't be healthy. 
<laughs> it yeah. can't be the more I look at him, the older he gets. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, for, for you, for you, Bonnie, Mike, other than hunting in, in, in the ranch in Texas, and that's kind of how, how we operate too, is other than hunting at home, what, what's your next favorite thing to do in, in the hunting space? For me, it's going to be elk hunting. I mean, I love to archery elk hunt. Um, and usually New Mexico, hunted, I've had the opportunity to hunt Arizona a couple of times. I mean, but it would be elk hunting for me and then probably mule deer. I really love hunting mule deer or hunting, you know, if, I'm, if it's whitetail, if it's not Texas, I want to be in Kansas. You know, I think a lot of people want to be in Kansas or Iowa if you can draw the covenant tag. But yeah, as a non-resident, that could take three or four years now. And I'd have to follow suit with Mike. I mean, I just absolutely love archery elk hunting. I've had the opportunity to do it several times and I, the challenge of it, you know, there's been a lot of times I've been hiking and thinking, Oh my gosh, this, am I going to make it, <laughs> you know? And, um, but it's just so rewarding. I've walked away with an elk in hand and without, and every time made memories and had fun and Oh my gosh, the challenge of it is just awesome. And I do like, I like hunting in the Midwest, it's just a different speed than at home. You know, um, I like hanging in a tree and, seeing those the different midwest looking whitetail you know a little bit different looking than ours and of course you know we kick off a lot of seasons going to alberta and i i love that as well that spot and stock hunting in the crops is just i mean it is you have your little window of opportunity and it seems like to me it's like a lot of pressure but it's just so much fun you know no doubt watching them bed down and sitting there waiting thinking you know whenever they stand up i'm gonna well you'll spend hours on a stalk and it can get blown out like that the wind can change directions or uh, another deer can stumble up on you and blow and i mean just spend six or seven hours on a stalk and it ends in about two seconds you just it can deflate you pretty quick i like the challenge i like the challenging <clears throat> yeah, me too. i mean it makes it it makes it fun Kevin, I like the easy hunts. How about you? <laughs> well, I just was sitting here thinking about me and you spotting and stalking for some mule deer and thinking, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes even the guide can just blow it for you. You just, you never yeah, know what's going to happen. We, we, uh, <laughs> the, actually, the mule deer, he's in my office right here on the Kevin's talking about on that hunt. But we watched this one buck. He's, he's a, he's just a big three by three, but he's like a, like a, basically 176 point because he's got no forks, but he was a, big mature old mule deer and, and Kevin and I were hunting with a, a guy in Colorado and we spotted this buck. He was with another buck that was pretty nice, but he was younger. And then like this little velvet raghorn spike looking thing. And of course the spike's the one that tries to blow the hunt every time for mm -hmm. us. We do a stalk. Uh, we were, uh, we watched the deer bed down and we, we were um, muzzleloader hunting. So in Colorado, no scope, you know, open sites and you got to use granular powder. So it's, it's a process. You can't just, you know, yeah. lock and load. So we, uh, we, we stalk up on the deer and the guide, we're following him and we sit, we, we, we can see the tips of their antlers. And we're like, all right, let's just sit here and wait. All he's got to do is stand up and I'm going to have like a, I don't know, 70 yard shot. And we're sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. And then this, this guy just gets impatient. And, and we're, we'll talk about outfitters in just a second. But, um, <laughs> 
he gets impatient. And he's like, "We gotta go. We gotta move. We gotta make him get up." And then, and he just starts crawling. And Kevin and I look. He's like, We're, "He's gonna screw this up." And sure enough, about the time he starts crawling, we can see that spike. You know, his eyes get this big, and they're all they all three get up, and they're gone. And, and so, the 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 last we finally shot this deer on the last morning that we had to hunt. And I don't even remember how many days. I think we watched him for like four or five days before, you know, we could get on him good. The last morning, me and Kevin get out of the truck. And uh, the guy's like, okay, I'll get my spot and scope and we'll go look. I, we said, no, you keep driving. We'll call you when we're done. About 15, 20 minutes later, we had that deer dead. So, really? <laughs> you stay in the did, truck. Yeah, we just made him keep, we just, hey, you just drive down the road and park. We'll, we'll call you when we're done. And we did. We went in there and killed that deer. And that's another thing. I'm not going to badmouth all outfitters out there because we do still hunt with outfitters. But after 15 or 20 years of, hunting with different outfitters there's a lot of them out there that like like you said earlier mike when we do it ourselves we, we blame ourselves we know what, what what we do it our way and we know what works or doesn't work on our end but when you're hunting with somebody else you're at the mercy of the way they do things and maybe we're not on the same page a lot of times oh well yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think a lot of times they just you know especially um some guides that work at outfitters and stuff like that they don't they don't have haven't hunted with a camera, with camera. and a hunter because right. it changes the whole dynamic i mean it it slows things down it's it's you know two bodies instead of one out there trying to sneak up on an animal it's just uh plus with the you know with the actual outfitter or the guide i mean now you got three people trying to sneak up on the animal I mean, it just makes things a lot more difficult multiply and, things. and i think most outfitters they and we've hunted with guys turkey hunting and deer hunting and elk and everything too it's but i think that they look for that shot opportunity which they don't need but a couple seconds for the for the average hunter on a hunt like you said you're not trying to video you don't have another body to hide you don't have you know all these variables and and they just want that guy to get a shot and as, as an outfitter that's your goal is put somebody in there and let them shoot something and, and do your job but our job is so much harder and I think that's where a lot of the disconnect is. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. I have to agree with that 100%. Yeah, when you get back to camp, they're, they're telling everybody, this idiot had a shot and didn't take it. And you're yeah. telling everybody, we couldn't get any video of him. It's two different things. Yeah, how many times, like, <clears throat> when the cameraman, I'm on him, I'm not on him. I'm on him, I'm not mm -hmm. on him. Shoot, don't yep. shoot. You know? Different angles. I mean, there's definitely challenges with, with the filming. And I will say this, if it's on our property that we pay for and we do all the work on, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that on video? Well, not really. Okay, cool. We'll just do it just to follow up here. But I've been hunting this deer for I don't know how long. You know, In Georgia, you may not get a shot but one time ever. Yeah. So it's just just one of those things. But without fear, you don't have that liberty. Michael will tell you real fast. Michael will tell you real fast. If you ain't on him, you better get on him because there's fixing to be some head time. Because <laughs> no. I, I mean, I, I made that mistake one time on our property. Uh, my buddy Fred was videoing us, and well, I had a really good buck go across this power line that we had chasing some does. And I'm sitting there in the scope, just all right, man. Are you on him? And it took him a few seconds because he was facing this way, and he had to turn the camera and gear everything this way. And the deer got away because I held off on the shot. But in hindsight, we would have just went ahead and ground checked him. And we'd have showed everybody what it looked like after the fact. <laughs> but well, that's that's the thing about you know, that's the challenge I guess you could say about hunting with a camera too is it makes things a little more difficult. And like you know, during the rut, that buck 
come screws across your property, you'll never see him again. He doesn't live there. He might live five miles down the down the road. I mean, it's mm-hmm. you got one shot at him. Yep, and that's that's and that's another thing uh, we get asked all the time: like, what's your favorite state to hunt, and what time of the year? And everybody wants to know, hey man, don't you want to hunt like you know Illinois during the rut and Kansas and you know, I, I don't. The rut's the worst time to hunt. I mean, yes, you're going to see a lot of deer maybe that you don't know about. I mean, in Georgia, it's kind of fun because it's our rifle season, so we're just able to burn them down if we get a shot. But um, as far as bow hunting goes, the the rut's probably one of the most difficult times. And I've seen some of the, the biggest deer of my life and just watched them walk away. I mean, you know, with a doe locked down or something like that out of range, they never come in because that doe doesn't come in. I know Kevin and I both were in Ohio one year, and I had a 170-plus inch deer locked down with a doe, and he had one that was probably at least 180 locked down with the doe and we're sitting there watching them at you know 60 70 yards and saying well there goes a booner that was cool right yeah yeah bow hunting a rut can be some of the most exciting hunting but in my opinion it's not the easiest time to shoot a big buck <laughs> i don't <laughs> no. agree with that no for sure and that's I where i think when people you know there's a there's a lot of hunters that you know i've heard comments you know well you know you guys you guys always get one or, you know, or whatever. And it's like, no, we've been out there for two, three, four weeks trying yeah. to make this happen. And it, it just, you know, the, the kill does go on the show, but it, it's, it doesn't always come together fast or at all, you know. And That's true. And then, you know, one thing about hunting at home and hunting like, you know, just like you guys, you set up your farm, you run your cameras, you know where the deer are, you can pattern them you can wait till the wind's right, slip in there and maybe have an opportunity early season before they start chasing does. Because a lot of our deer, and I'm sure it's the same with you guys, they'll leave your property, just like they live there all summer long and live there, you know, early season. But when the rut kicks in, just like that buck runs across your property from five miles away, your buck's running across somebody else's property five miles away. I mean, it just, you know, it's tit for tat on that end. So you'll lose some of your deer to your neighbors that way. And I mean, we do every year where you lose deer all the time, even though we're hunting a pretty big ranch and, and have, you know, good neighbors. I mean, five or six year old buck comes across the fence and somebody wants to shoot him. They're going to shoot him, you know, just like likewise, you know, so you have to, anytime you pass a deer, you have to take, you're taking that risk, you know, especially on a younger deer, you know, he's a 170 inch four year old and you pass him. There's a chance your neighbor might not, you know, even though the rule, the rules on our our neighbors kind of keep the same management rules. We try to shoot five year old deer or six year old deer. Well, everybody knows what happens when a big deer walks out and the, the age goes away. You know? <laughs> well, and it's a little bit different when you've seen that deer on your place every year for the last four years. You know exactly how old he is. Whereas first time you ever seen him, you don't recognize the deer. It's a little harder to figure out that age. And, and and that's where the antler size kicks in, you know. Oh, that's, look at this big boy coming across. Mm-hmm. You know? We'll never <laughs> see. We won't see him next year. They'll shoot him next year. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what I would be telling myself <laughs> next to Mike McGarry. I'd be like, oh, Mike's ne- he's gonna let him go this year, but next year we won't see that deer. He's gonna hammer him. <laughs> Trust me, I've worked through all those scenarios. I've been on both sides of it. I've done it all. <laughs> Mike has a checklist when he sits in the stand, like, okay, yes, I covered that point, that yeah. point, yeah. that point. All right, shoot that deer. I've got to shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> and, Mike, you hit on something there a minute ago, too. You know, you said that uh, 
you know, you're hunting your own property, you can watch your cameras and you can wait on the right wind and all that. So, I mean, hopefully you might shoot that deer even the first time you go to that spot because you might have waited a month before you went to that spot and made sure it was at the right time. You know, we go to the outfitter or something, you got four days. It don't matter if the weather turns bad or if the conditions aren't exactly perfect to go one spot. You got a limited time to jump in there. So that that's is a right. big difference you, there on the home farm. That's right. And you can't pick the weather. I mean, you go to a, you go out of state <laughs> or go to go on a hunt somewhere else. You you know, you have these dates booked. You you can't pick the weather either. Either it might be hot, it might be windy. I mean, there's so many factors involved where if you're hunting at home, I mean, if it's hot or windy and you know that I'm going to be moving, you're just like, well, I'll wait another day. And I mean, that's the plan. Basically, you know, my goal is to slip in there and kill them the very first time we see them. If it's a target, bump, you know, not to uh, get in there and, you know, rush it or something like that. I want to get in there, slip in there, get them killed. And we kill a lot of deer early season because even though deer season opens, you know, October, usually October 1st for us. Well, I'm not waiting till October to get things started. I mean, I've been looking at these deer since August or June, you know, or July, you know, started. We start working on it in, Ju in June. By July, we've got all of our cameras out by the end of July. By August, we have all of our blinds set up on where we're going to go and kind of have our target bucks figured out. Then we got September and October. We're just waiting, you know, just trying to trying to pattern them a little more and figure out what direction they're coming from and when October rolls around, we're in there to kill them. You know, it's just like back in the day. And I know, I think Beth told me Michael did this too. I mean, back in the day. There was no oh yeah. Way. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have it all on a, on a computer. I had it on a notebook. I mean, I I'd cut out pictures that I had and I glue them on there and I put the time of year where, where he was on the map, you know, all kind of stuff. Yeah. Hey, Y'all said, y'all said hey, a while ago about looking through that app on the way home. That's a lot better than having to drive home with a Ziploc bag full of rolls uh, of film to take to the developer. Go get, a, go get about 20 raccoons developed. <laughs> we have boxes, boxes of that at the ranch. And like now we're like, why don't we have all these pictures? Oh, yeah. Because that's how it used to yeah. be. But I'll tell you, we killed a lot of deer by going back. You know, deer that we had, that we had gotten pictures of, you know, a year or two prior. And, you know, it was like, this deer's got a lot of potential. I put him in my book where he was at. And then, uh, you know, say he was a three-year-old, we figured we'd try to, try to hunt him at five. Well, two years later, I'd start going through that book. If I see a three-year-old that was a decent three-year-old, we'd go run a camera over there and see if we could find him again. And We're we, showing we, our age right yeah, now. Sure. And, and we, would, we actually killed some bucks, killed a few deer that we had some history of that, you know, we'd just been keeping in a binder. So... Kevin, well, I guess I'm keeping a binder. developing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I, if I would have put all this effort into something else besides deer hunting, I mean, I, I don't know where I'd be. <laughs> I, I, ask the, I ask this question all the time to people, like when we're, you know, sitting around a group of people like, like all of us right here. I was like, what, what does a normal person do that doesn't hunt? Like what, you know, what do they do? I, 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 I think we're normal, but like what, I, I, I would go crazy knowing my Saturday plan was I'm going to get up, going to go play golf and come home and mow grass and that's saturday every weekend i i just i don't know how to do that i, I remember when bonnie and i used to like we'd, we'd have some place to go or something this was when we were younger maybe our kids were 
real little before we had kids. And she's like, yeah, we're going to go there. There'll be a bunch of people there. I'm like, do any of them hunt? Because, I mean, I, I just, <laughs> am I going to have anybody? What am I supposed to talk to? about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, our middle one, McKenna, is getting married um, in December, and her fiance, Jake, he said to me the other day, Mike was at the ranch again, you know, and he goes, you know, he goes, is, does does Mike go every single weekend? <laughs> I said, yes, Jake, he does. Yeah. Well, I mean, welcome to the family. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, welcome to the family, and you're going now. <laughs> yeah, and you're going now, and he already has. I mean, he was already a hunter, but he's. He's kind of figuring out the program. He he's 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 been on the show the last couple of seasons, so he's getting his foot wet in the filming and everything. <laughs> well, the fact <laughs> that he asked that place. question about every weekend means you still got a little training to do there, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't go to the ranch? If, yeah. if they could, who doesn't go to the ranch every weekend? I, I was gonna say I could think of about everywhere else that worse to be than there. <laughs> For a weekend, I'm just, I'm just saying. That's well. During the off season, I don't go every weekend, but now that it's getting closer to deer season, I mean, I'll start going more frequently because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm working on the game plan. I'm working on October first. You know, right. I got a deadline. Kevin, get on the game plan, son. We got, we got work <laughs> to do. Kevin, got... you, still, you still hadn't made it down to Texas with us. You'll have to come sometime. Yeah, I. Uh... That's a hard one to edit every year because I'm like, oh, this looks like a lot of fun. That'd be fun to look at. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, Mike, if you've got any good management four points, Kevin is your guy. <laughs> hey, I hope you shoot does. It don't matter. Sign me up. Literally, the the hog shooting is fun enough down there. You know, in yeah. between hunts, of course, but especially when when you know coming out of turkey hunt, I mean, that's a given staple. Is that's a great time of year just to manage to uh, pile up some pork. But you know, another thing that I've had the pleasure of encountering with you guys is these rattlesnakes that are long as my truck. <laughs> there are quite a few. There are quite a few, and they're out there. I mean, you'll never know where you'll find one either. And Georgia Kate and I had an experience. The last season where please, please tell that story please yeah and word for word <laughs> so i mean i tell you what we i we've been down there for what 23 years and this is has never happened but she and i were in a ground blind and she was filming me and we were looking at a deer and the next thing i know she said snake snake get out and and i jumped up and she was pushing me forward and i was pushing her side i, I couldn't see it and, and um he was legitimately he was about six inches in the blind and about five foot hanging out. He's about a five and a half foot snake. And uh, his head had just poked like she heard him coming through the grass. Somehow looked, Georgia Kate heard him. And looked through. back through the window and saw his body and looked down right next to her boot. And there he was coming on under. And she jumped up, started pushing Bonnie towards the window to jump out. And Bonnie just naturally instinct pushed her back. And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I had no idea what it was. I mean, Georgia Kate was calm, cool, and collected. I was. Uh, I was not. not. Bonnie's not a big cusser, but I mean, she dropped the yeah, bomb a lot. I try to keep. I try to keep it clean, and um, a few things came out of my mouth that I'm not proud of. But I mean, I haven't ever had that experience, and it was. I mean, we laugh about it now, but you know, we both had our snake boots on, but you know. Georgia Kate was sitting there filming in shorts because it was, you know, probably 99 degrees. And I don't know. I just think how that could have gone. And um, 
So the moral of the story is, is kill them all. They've got to go because <laughs> you never know, you know, I mean, we've had them around the house. We have them out in the field. We have animals, you know, just anyway, I, we've been fortunate enough to never have anybody get bitten and I want to keep it that way. I've heard a lot about mama bear instincts, but I didn't know mama bear was supposed to push her kid back over. Into the <laughs> no, believe me, I can have her. Thanks, mom. <laughs> I'm like, you know, every man for himself. Every man for himself. <laughs> Good luck and God bless. <laughs> that's, that's, um, I, I just wonder what that snake thought before he probably met his maker. But um, oh, Georgia Kate, <laughs> yeah, quickly I, I, put the camera down and got the gun and finished him. The yeah. snake's thinking, man, I, I got this cool big stump I'm fixing to crawl up under. Yeah. Get me a nice rat out here. And holy crap, it just blew up. I tell you what, it has made me a lot more aware as it should. You know, I feel like I've kind of just powered through all these years and like, I know the snakes are there and I'm looking for them, obviously, but this has made me much more aware. And sure enough, last year after I killed my buck, Georgia Kate and I had come out to the Jeep to get something and we're going back to the blind and, you know, five feet, eight feet away from us was a, a big one rattling at us, you know, and so it's just... You just always have to be watching where you're stepping around there. Thank God they're not aggressive. You know, they're not a part of watching. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're just they're just out there really minding their own business. And we kill them around the house. We kill them around our feed pens. But we don't go out looking for them, you know, because you could go find them if you wanted. Oh, yeah. There's some stuff out there that I would you couldn't pay me enough to go through. Yeah. To even be around. <laughs> And that's the thing, like, you know, growing up in the South, Kevin and I both, I mean, we've been around snakes. And like you said, Mike, water moccasins are a whole nother podcast is how yeah. aggressive and mean they are. But but growing up around rattlesnakes, you you, you respect them for sure. And you, you keep an eye out. But I never really um, had an appreciation for learning to look for every little detail of a snake until I started turkey hunting a lot. Uh, I know Kevin and my cousin were hunting one time. I had a rattlesnake crawl up right in the middle of them sitting by a tree here in Georgia. Oh. And that didn't end well for the snake either. But that that's the time of the year where you know they're kind of getting oh, back they're... active again too. So they're they're really moving in the spring and 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 here we do not have near the numbers of snakes that you guys have. Well, they mate that time of year. So they come out, they're hungry, they've been dinned up, and they're also, you know, getting ready to mate. So we see a lot of males fighting. They'll be raised up, you know, fighting and stuff like that, trying to knock each other down. They'll be, what you have to watch out for is when you see two males fighting, there's a female laying there somewhere. And uh, it's really cool to watch. We videoed a couple of times, but. Um, have y'all ever eaten rattlesnake? Cause a lot of people, I have not. Mm -hmm. Tastes like chicken. I haven't either. It, it's good. Really yeah. it is. It I like that. Tastes like chicken. Yeah. yeah. We, we yeah. have a, we have a guy down there that runs dogs, and last year he killed in the spring 57 or 67 rattlesnakes in a short, in a very short period of time. I'm talking like in two weeks. Wow. I mean, I think wow. I think last year we killed over 100, you know, just around the areas like that. I mean, we're covered up in them. And there, you, you've been there. You know, they're, you don't see a small snake. They're all, no. you know, three, you don't see any three-footers hardly. You see four or five-footers, you know. It's, it's almost like they, the, the small ones are scared they're going to get eaten by the big one, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing we do have here, though, while we're on the snake topic, is on our lease, we have indigo snakes that are 
good gosh, what are these, six, eight feet long? They'll scare you to death if you don't know what they are. They're like a python fixing to eat your face. Mm-hmm. But, um, or a cobra, rather. Sorry. They yeah. look like a big black cobra. But to this day, we have seen one rattlesnake. Really? In five five <laughs> years, we've seen one rattlesnake, and it was about that long crossing the road. But the indigos eat the. Yeah, we've actually seen indigos eat rattlesnakes. I saw, we saw like a down where we're at, they get a little bigger than that. I mean, I've seen eight, <laughs> nine footers. And indigos, they will scare you. <laughs> and they will scare you to death. And um, I've seen one eating a five foot rattlesnake. It was quite, I mean, got him and just munched him right down. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's what's crazy to me is like uh, an indigo snake in that part of the country should. They should weigh like 75 pounds and be 14 yeah. feet long with all the rattlesnakes they have to eat down there. <laughs> sure. Oh, they're big. They'll scare you to death. Though. Like you said, they look like a cobra. Mm-hmm. Me and Kevin rode up on two. I don't know if they were fighting or mating or what they were doing, but one was probably six and one was eight. And um, we just moved out of their way. I, they were a lot bigger than we were. Yeah. Y'all do your thing. Yeah, y'all do. Yeah, whatever. Just keep eating rattlesnakes. We're going to go on. We'll put some yeah. things out. We'll tell you where they are. Even that big, though, they, they're one of the calmest snakes out there. I've seen YouTube yeah. videos of people catching them, and most of the time they don't even bite people. But I ain't going to find out. I can promise yeah. you. Oh, they have teeth. <laughs> yeah, they oh, have yeah. teeth. Yeah. They can and will. <laughs> yeah. They can and will. Well, transitioning into something a lot better than snakes into this thing. <laughs> so if, if you guys have, uh, we, we've already established that you like to hunt different stuff like all of us do. I mean, as a hunter, you want to see different pieces of property. You want to see different places and shoot different deer, of course, and, and those kind of things, elk, real deer. But if you have one, all right, Mike, you got one week of the year to hunt, one animal to hunt, where's it going to be and what's it going to be? going to be september it's going to be out west and it's going to be an elk all right bonnie no pressure same (laughs) and now we know why they're married they agree on everything (laughs) she likes what i tell her to like (laughs) mike's got a little prod over there poking her leg like you answered that question just like i told you to yeah you bet we're we're both really big just really big fans of elk hunting yeah, and 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 think that you know, with with both of you killed you know several deer over whitetail over two hundred inches and some some really big mule deer. So, I think um, for 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 myself, um, I don't really know how I would answer that question. Yeah, because it's it's not an easy thing as a hunter to pick you know one one thing to do. But, uh, Kevin, what would you say? I was hoping you wasn't going to ask me. Sorry. <laughs> well, I haven't been to uh, I haven't been archery hunting for elk in September, so it sounds like I need to put that on my bucket list. Oh. But uh, I have been to Arizona spotting and stalking some mule deer, and uh, that was probably one of the most fun experiences I've I've ever done: spotting and stalking mule deer with a rifle. Mm. What about dream hunt? What about bucket list hunt? I've already done that. I hunted in Texas with y'all. 
I and I've hunted with Kevin South everywhere. Texas with the McFerrins. So, yeah. <laughs> hey. uh, I know. I know what Bonnie's is. Y'all want to hear? Go for it. Of course. Doll sheep. Doll sheep. Doll sheep. And and I, I tell you what, like probably what was it the first year the I was first hunting? year the you very ever first year I was hunting, Mike had like a hunting magazine, and you know I didn't know diddly squat about anything and it was and, a uh, big horn down there it was a it was a big horn and i just i told him i said you know what i think i really want to hunt one, one of these, these. <laughs> and he goes of course you do <laughs> it's like so, an eighty thousand dollar hunt bonnie <laughs> 20 years later um and you want a louis vuitton backpack <laughs> <laughs> 20 years later i still have not done that but you know we put in and um you know, we put in for our kids and stuff, and Georgia Kate's always telling me she's going to draw, she's going to draw, and I'm like, that would be a dream come true for me to see her go on one of those hunts. Um, I just, I think sheep hunting, I don't know. I hear once you start sheep hunting, you get addicted. <laughs> but uh, I like I said, it's a bucket list. It's a dream hunt. I'm going to keep playing the lottery, and maybe <laughs> maybe one day I'll be sitting behind a big sheep. Well, just do like Georgia Kate. Call Mike at three in the morning and say, "Hey, I got a <laughs> sheep right. right here. I need to shoot." What can, yeah, can I shoot? I shoot this? <laughs> I'll pay you back. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it back though. to you when I get home. <clears throat> oh, I had, years ago, I had a guy reach out to me from, I think it was British Columbia or, so, or somewhere up there. I want to know if I want to go on a mountain goat hunt. And I mean, I was like. It sounds kind of cool. What what do you got? And he starts telling me all the details. And oh, we're gonna get up at you know two in the morning, and we're gonna walk forty three miles up <laughs> a wall to try to shoot this goat that's on a two inch ledge at seventy five thousand feet. And I really sat there for a minute, and I thought about it. As cool as that might sound, no. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's what um my our outfitter in Alberta. He also does sheep hunting and. He kept telling me every year, he's like, Bonnie, I'm not getting any younger and neither are you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm maybe I'm going to age out of that dream, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I like, well, uh, those, those mountain go. goats you were talking about, Michael, the other thing with those too, is they say, oh, well, when you do finally get a shot at one, he might roll 500 yards down a mountain and be completely busted up whenever you go pick him <laughs> yeah, up. So I there's that. that yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I I think they're cool animals, and it'd be cool to have one on the wall. They're beautiful, but I just think I'm past that point of the want to. On, the want to are you like that? You know, as I mean, a want to, I'm still I, I'm, not there. I'm still not there. <laughs> I, I'm I'm sore right now from riding a tractor. So could you imagine me hiking up a freaking vertical ninety degree cliff for ever? So I don't know. Well, Mike's always Mike was always saying he wanted to um, bow hunt a grizzly, and yeah, I like to bow hunt a grizzly or uh, a Yukon moose. You can do that on flat ground, by the way. You so, do that. On flat ground. I, 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 I'll go with you on both of those. <laughs> Especially I, the moose I, that would be on one of my dreams. I'd love to yeah. bow hunt. Yeah, yeah, I'd do that one up. That's for sure. Um, one more question I want to hit on a little bit, and and we'll have to exclude the guys on this question. Bonnie, this one's for you. As a as a female hunter, and and you've you know been fortunate and, and done a lot of great stuff in your quote hunting career, you know mule deer, elk, whitetail. What are some of the common challenges 
that in your mind today uh, that women hunters run into? So I would say in the past, not to go back, it was, it was actually clothing. And, you know, when I first started hunting y'all, I mean, it was, I wore men's clothes. So I've seen the progression of, you know, going from not even having camo for women to having all this camo for women, which is awesome. Um, you know, I, and now women's bows, you know, they're making, making bows, especially for women. Um, some of the challenges, you know, is pretty much the stereotypes, um, you know, and I probably in my younger days, I would let those things bother me. But now that I'm now that I'm a little older, you know, I, I don't really care what people think or whatever. But I have been in camps where, you know, I haven't had the, the most welcoming feelings from some of the other male hunters, which is so funny, you know, but. I've always just tried to like get out there and do my thing and not really worry and but about what anybody's thinking or, or whatever. But I, you know, I guess, did I answer that right? I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's good. <laughs> now, see, now, nowadays the problem we have is we have men wearing the women's clothes that go yeah, hunting and that, exactly. that, hey, that can make an awkward environment. I don't know <laughs> why you got to <laughs> Because you have those curves, Kevin. <laughs> well, <laughs> They not, just said that not, 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 not yeah, to go down I mean, the bathroom road, but it's so funny. A lot of my female friends that aren't hunters, you know, one of the biggest questions that I've told the story, that I get all the time is, where, where, where do you go to the bathroom? <laughs> you know, wait, you're out in the woods? Where, do where does the bear go? Where do you, where do you go to the bathroom? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, you know, and most of the time, like Harmon Blanton has been our, he's our producer now, he's been our cameraman forever. And, you know, there's challenges and, you know, Okay, hang on. Can you turn the other way while I go to the bathroom? <laughs> Stuff like that. But, you know, um, for the most part, I think a lot of uh, male hunters are really, you know, they think it's cool. They think it's awesome that I hunt. And um, actually, uh, somebody came up to Mike one time and asked him, they said. Um, oh, they, <laughs> yeah. Did Bonnie teach you how to hunt? <laughs> I mean, he, he said, was, everything I know. He was, he was so serious, and um, no, he, it, was it a man or a woman? It was remember. a man. Yeah, it was a man asking that. And, oh yeah, and um, because he you knew you'd been hunting a while. He knew I'd been hunting a while, and honestly, it's the other way around. Mike has taught me everything that I know. I mean, I did not grow up um, in the outdoors, and when um, we got married, he love to be out there. And I was always like, I remember saying like, well, you know, what time are you going to be back? Or why didn't you get anything or things <laughs> like that? You know? And then one time I just, I was actually listening to a sermon on the radio and the preacher was talking about, you know, having things in common with your spouse and, and your mate and, and, you know, ladies, if that means picking up a golf club, try it or whatever. And I was like, you know what? So I told Mike, I was like, Hey, you know, maybe I'll try hunting with you. And he was like, really? I said, yeah. And he, he goes, okay, well then I'm taking you to the archery shop. And he's like, I want you to shoot, shoot a bow. And, and so he took me down to this archery shop and um, this lady in there taught me how to draw it back and all this. And I was like, just clueless, you know, but over the years um, he has coached me and taken me along and been patient for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, kind of, gave me the ability to be able to go out and I've been out West 
elk hunting without him. I've been to Alberta without him. Um, the last few years. The yeah. last few years, just doing mm -hmm. my own thing. So the progression has has been cool, and and I really do, you know, have him to thank for showing me how to do all of it. And also, not to every hunter, I think every single time I'm in the stand, pretty much every single time I learn something. You know, I I walk away with a lesson in it, like, oh, maybe I should have done this, or maybe I should have done that, or I could have done that better. So that's the thing too, about being outdoors and, and hunting is it's, it's constantly making me grow and learn. And I like that, you know, I like to learn new things and, and then different animals. I like the challenge and I don't know. I, anyway, I'm talking too much, but no, that's, that, that's, that's spot on. I think we all as hunters should, should listen to that. And, um, especially <clears throat> doing you're honing your skills basically. And that's, makes us more efficient and more productive and, and, and better in the woods and you get to enjoy it more when you know you're, you're you're in your mind you're doing things right and you're getting better at this this chess match that we play all the time with with deer and turkeys and, and everything else that we that we go after exactly because so, um, you know as a as a hunter you want to be the most ethical hunter that you can right. be and you owe that to the animal and i mean i just I think there's always room to learn more and grow more and be better at what you're doing. So speaking of, I probably need to be practicing more right now. <laughs> we all need to, <laughs> but when it's 112 outside, you don't really want to. Yeah, hey, it's 815. It's almost dark. You want to go shoot your bow for a little bit? <laughs> it's 98 degrees instead of 105. But, around here that's when the mosquitoes all of a sudden i know let's spray so. down and go shoot but you know you gotta do it i feel like i always feel like when you're practicing and you know you just have that confidence when opening day comes and yeah so now kevin we know the truth that bonnie taught mike everything, <laughs> everything. yeah bonnie taught mike everything he knows about deer hunting and, and, and last year you know i don't know if y'all recall but you know myself georgia kate and mckenna we all shot bigger bucks than Mike. <laughs> it, that's a fact. Look at it. And he was like, I mean, you know, he's the one, honestly, he's the one doing all, a lot of the legwork, most of the legwork. And, and, um, you know, can we just say all the legwork? <laughs> Hang on. We're going to pat him on the back. <clears throat> You taught him well, Bonnie. You taught him well. I taught him well. Yeah. Here we are. We're about to be married 28 years. He's finally learning, guys. He's finally <laughs> See, that's the thing. Mike really didn't know it, but Bonnie was really teaching him the whole time. Because that, now you know he what? knows that's he's right. doing it all because she psychologically taught him that he needed to do it all for her to kill 200 inch deer. That's it. <laughs> because without me, she knew that deer was there. Exactly. <laughs> She knows there's one out there somewhere. You just got to find it. She lets me go find it. Exactly. Exactly. It's like good here, leaders and good, good leaders and good bosses hire the right people to do the job right. underneath them. You know? <laughs> it, it's, it's like when I was a little boy, my dad was fishing. He said, here, son, hold my rod for me right quick with the fishes already on there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got one, dad. I caught him. Yes, sir, you did. Yeah. Good job. See, it's all psychic. It's psychological. Wait a minute. Big Mike didn't do that for me at all this weekend. 
Can you let you well, <laughs> that ought to tell you something, Kevin. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know what this season brings, so, um, you know, it might be Mike's turn to – Obviously, it's going to be now after this conversation. Mike's like, okay, I'm going to yep. show him now. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure after this podcast, he will definitely shoot the biggest deer this year. Mike's going to be yeah. like, oh, now that we're in a drought, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he's all yours this year. this <laughs> year. Yeah. Mike's going to be like, okay, Bonnie, I got you a management deer. Georgie, you got a management deer. Guess what, McKenna? Management deer. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's like, oh, I think I got five trophies. Okay. Now McKenna's deer, we knew about it. We had some. We I set up on him. I, I actually had uh, saw him through the spot and scope. Went back and glassed him, and didn't. You know, he was so far away, I couldn't tell how big he was. We knew he was a he was a shooter. And uh, when she actually shot that deer, he was a big surprise. I mean, he, you know, one ninety nine. He was within an inch of being two hundred. We had That's no idea good. that that deer was. <laughs> she would. I would have been. I would have been hunting more. <laughs> Just we saying. Talked, we talked about that on the show this year a little bit. We touched on it. But anytime McKenna McFerrin steps anywhere, whether it's Kansas, at home, wherever she goes, New Mexico, elk hunting, yep. she just she kind of got that horseshoe in her pocket and mm-hmm. just <laughs> comes out with a big one. <laughs> I've never had that problem. Have you, Kevin? I was about to say you are exactly the one in our crew Dang that it. has that problem. <laughs> I'm just the one that's like, if it, it, just we, we actually were Kevin and I were shooting some old camera stuff this past weekend for our, our coming up shows, and we did that. We hunted in Oklahoma last year, and it was just it was a terrible all the way around. But really, the weather had more to do with anything. But um, <laughs> Kevin's hunting, and like he has seen like one deer that was on the neighbor's property. That, that was it. And I go and like the second morning, and I, I kind of knew what kind of situation we were in after a day of hunting. And like, hey, we if we see a decent buck, we we gotta shoot it. And so this this buck walks out, and my camera guy goes, "Is he a shooter?" And you can hear me on camera say, "He is today." <laughs> <laughs> Boom, he's done. So that that's what Kevin's hitting on there is like just you know, it, I, I mean, it may not be a one eighty, but he's dead. <laughs> Well, I mean, you got to hunt wherever you're hunting. I mean, they're they're not 180s everywhere. So I mean, it's That's like, right. you know, you you, you kind of adjust to where you're at. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And that's the fun part of deer hunting. Everywhere you go, it's all it's something's different. Texas is different than Kansas. Kansas is different than Iowa. Iowa is different than Georgia. And it's just that's I think why we all really enjoy getting out there and doing all the different stuff that we do. That's for sure. No doubt. Well, we're gonna wrap this thing up. I know we. Uh, wasted enough of your morning that you can be <laughs> productive instead of and I, at the beginning when you thanked us for coming or thanked us for being on here we didn't get a chance to say thank you for having us yeah. so oh well our pleasure you, y'all are welcome anytime of course um what what's what's up first uh, we all know that opening day in texas mike's gonna go out there and have about 200 <laughs> pegged down uh, other than other than than on the home turf there what, what what's up first for you guys we're kicking off in colorado Actually, Georgia Kate and I are going to Colorado first, uh, archery mule deer. Uh, and then Georgia Kate and Bonnie are going to Alberta, spot and stalk archery mule deer. And then we'll come back, hunt Texas. Bonnie and I both have Kansas tags this year, so we'll be hunting Kansas. And that's it. And then we have a wedding. So, 
the wet the wedding is changing up my hunting schedule a little bit this year, which is just fine. So Kevin, you didn't raise that girl to not get married in deer season? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you what. We thought we raised her better than that, but well, well see see Kevin, if they would have done it right, they would be getting married at the ranch during deer season so Mike and Bonnie could hunt while this was going on. Yeah. We just had like the yeah. preacher show up and go, I do, I do, and let's go get back in the stand. That's just how it worked. Yeah. <laughs> but that's our season. Where y'all kicking off? Uh, yeah, we yeah, we're here in Georgia will be our first our first hunts and then we just start scattering and going and doing and seeing what we can get into. I know we, we've got Wisconsin and um, Illinois, Kentucky. Um, go, I'm going back to, uh, I have both of both, I forgot. Um, both going back to uh, North Texas mule deer hunting, like like I did last year. Oh, so yeah. That, that, that's going to be a good time there. And then, um, heck, I don't even remember. You know how it is. You, you got all the stuff lined up, and then you <laughs> have a, until you look at, I got to open my calendar to know when I, you know, tomorrow you, comes. Yeah. So. But well, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, y'all too. Y'all too. I know we'll we'll be sending pics back and forth, and oh, hopefully yeah. we'll be sending pics back and forth. But um, for anyway, sure. thank thank y'all for for taking the time out. Uh, everybody's listening. Y'all please watch Legends of the Fall on Outdoor Channel. Uh, I think y'all got you know what three or four or five times a week you come on. So if you you hop on there, you can you can definitely find Bonnie, Mike, and Christian, and McKenna, and my favorite Georgia Kate, and. Uh, <laughs> Y'all, y'all be very entertained. Y'all see some big deer, some great footage, and some good people. So, uh, and and when you're watching, make sure you got some paper like Mike, so you can take notes and learn how to hunt. Yeah. Bonnie, learn what Bonnie's <laughs> teaching you. Exactly. Yeah. I, th I think I think literally on the bottom of the show, you should be like Bonnie's hunting tip of the week is. Pro tip. Pro tip. Pro tip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, well, thanks again, Michael. Yeah, thanks for having us. And, uh, good seeing both of y'all. Good luck to you guys this fall. All right. Thanks, y'all, too. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Backwoods Life Podcast episode, whatever the crap we're on, because we always forget. I'm Michael <laughs> Lee and my studious co-host there, Kevin Knighton. Take care. Hey, it's been a good time. <laughs> See y'all. Bye. See you.